When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. It's Kyle O'Reilly. Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Hey, I'm Double J, Jeff Jarrett. I'm Rocky Asuka Romero. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk, home of Lou Gowen. Support Wrestle Talk, whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Lou Gowen is, quote the Raven. Nevermore. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. But you really should support Wrestle Talk, and you should follow them and subscribe right now. Ali told me to say this, so I guess it's okay. Support Ali. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Make sure you watch and listen to Wrestle Talk. Or better yet, take just a moment, stop what you're doing, and bask in their glory. Do us all a favor and subscribe. Congratulations, you got here. Now subscribe and support. Thanks. Hey. W's first ever TV episode of Dynamite on TNT is in the books. We've just watched it and we're going to go through the highlights, the midlights and the lowlights. It wasn't a flawless show. It started off spectacularly and then it sort of settled into a groove and then it had some really fantastic moments near the end that was mired with a fair bit of confusion and logic holes and just maybe not the best way of doing things. I'm Ollie Davis. I'm joined by Luke Owen. And the first thing we'll talk about was John Moxley was advertised for a promo segment on the show. Instead, he turned up very early on into the six-man tag main event between Santana and Ortiz and Jericho versus the Elite, which are the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega where Kenny Omega was about to do his Terminator dive to the outside, John Moxley appeared behind him, and then they just brawled all the way through the crowd to the VIP area in the back. Yeah, including some uh, mop shots, literally Kenny being the cleaner uh, and taking out uh, John Moxley. And it led to a spot where Moxley gave him the double-arm DDT through a glass coffee table. Looked brutal. Yeah, it was great. It was really high angle too. Yeah. Uh, obviously, it was gimmicked glass because no one was bleeding immediately. Yeah. But it looked great. The whole crowd were really into it. But then we got another 10 minutes of the match that should have been DQ'd still going on. Yeah, it was so weird <clears throat> that it wasn't like... Because the referee was standing there going like, What are you doing, John? Get out of the ring, John. And then like John attacked him and they brawled. And the ref was like... I guess the match is carrying on, then. It's now a three-on-two handicap match. It was a really bizarre thing. And someone actually just said in the in the chat, so I was just kind of scrolling through stuff there, it'd be like, it felt like a WCW match. Mm. Like, in that sense of, like, there were times with WCW where you're like, ah, well, you know, whatever, we'll just do this. Yeah, and it's, well, it kind of jarred with how much thought and attention had gone into other parts of the show, yeah. where there was so much attention and detail placed upon some of the finishes and the wins-loss records. Some of the commentary was really, really specific and, and nicely observed. But then you'd have these really large logic holes of, no, this is a DQ right now. Yeah, the, match, the match should have been thrown out. It's a three-on-two thing. And then 
in a very WCW way at the end. It's just, yeah, but run-ins. And then you had Cody Rhodes run down at the end. Jericho won with the Judas elbow, and they the heels start beating up the Young Bucks. Cody Rhodes runs down to fight off Jericho because... They had a scuffle earlier on. Jericho attacked Cody after his match. Of course, they're facing each other at full gear. The next, the first proper pay-per-view of the TV era for the AEW world title. And then Sammy Guevara, Cody's opponent earlier on, came down to kick him in the balls. Dustin, Cody's brother, ran down to save them. So you got, the, you know, this mishmash. And then the other, well, probably the biggest talking point coming out of all of this, former... WWE champion... World heavyweight champion. Sorry, world heavyweight champion, Jack Swagger, who now goes by his real name, Jake Hager, who's been an MMA fighter, really, for the last couple of years. Uh, Certainly the last year. He's currently undefeated. He's 2-0. But uh, from what I gather, because I'm not an MMA guy, I don't really follow it. But from what I can gather, it was against not good guys. But he does have an amateur wrestling background. He was a NCAA champion, I believe. That's sort of what his gimmick was based on in WWE. And he had a push beyond his experience, I would say. He he won a world title way too early, and then he settled into a mid-card gimmick. And he got over in the mid-card gimmick, but was never really given the opportunities since then. But I don't think anyone was really crying out for, oh, can't wait for that. Jack Swagger return. I think what they were looking for was just a debut. I think it was what AEW wanted to have mm. was like a debut uh, to end to end this show. Problem is, is like it's not on the same level as Moxley, and so therefore it's going to feel way way less. Yeah, that, you know, a, way, a bit of a step down. So that was what happened. Hager ran in. Jack Swagger, of course, attacked Dustin. Sort of focused most of his. Uh, violence on Dustin, which presumably will start a feud between the two and maybe a pay-per-view match down the line. And this random assortment of heels, Hager, Jericho, Tito, Tito, Santana and Ortiz, and Sammy, Sammy stood tall at the end of the show over the co-executive vice president's carcasses. And I, I think my, I really enjoyed the show. Actually, I thought you know to put it out there, I very much enjoyed the show. I thought it was a really, really a solid debut episode. Not a flawless episode, as you said at the start, but I did enjoy it overall. But I think my main criticism I had against it was that it was very heel heavy, and it was we had a beatdown after the uh, Sammy, oh, sorry, yeah, the Sammy Cody match. We had MJF being a heel. We had. Uh, Pack beating Hangman Page and not letting go of the submission move like a heel. We had Nyla beating down Riho after the match as sort of a heel move. And then the show ended with all the heels standing tall. And it just took me back to those few months ago uh, we had in WWE with when Raw was all heel, heel, heel and trying to get all that heel heat. And it's sometimes you just want to see the good guys get their moments. And I don't think we ever really got that on this show. Yeah, because one of one of those main ones was Rio overcoming Nyla Rose to become the first ever the inaugural AEW Women's Champion. That is a feel Great good moment. moment. Yeah, and it was it was it was a match that had its difficulties because there were a lot of botches in there. wasn't exclusive to this match. This match had the most botches, I'd say, but there was there were a lot of missed spots and botches throughout the night in all the matches, with the exception of that main event, I'd say. Mm. Yeah, actually, that's a good point. The main event was. Somehow flawless with the Young Bucks doing all these flippity flips. It's just the way Nick Jackson moves. I reckon Nick Jackson's actually making loads of mistakes, but he's so fast we just don't see any of them. Yeah, 
Uh, but Rio wins. She's the inaugural women's champion. But Nyla, Michael Nakazawa started to say that he's so proud of her, cut a promo afterwards. He was going to interview her in Japanese for the, for the Japanese audience. But then Nyla Rose attacked Nakazawa and then attacked Rio as well. She's about to do a Death Valley driver, it looked like, on the ring apron. The hardest part of the ring when Kenny Omega runs down and saves Rio from that fate. Because, of course, Rio is a Kenny Omega project, really. He is pushing the Joshi women's wrestling, the Japanese women's wrestling in AEW's women's division. And on the countdown show that they aired on Tuesday night, there was they'd already, they were tying Riho and Kenny together because she was saying that Kenny was the, the person who kind of convinced her to join AEW and sign the contract <coughs> with them. Yeah. So, the, the, like you said, the, the opening match was fantastic, Cody versus Sammy. Loved that match. That was my match of the night. Yeah, same here. Uh, and, and there were thrilling bits, obviously, the Moxley stuff. It's... Hager, Jack Swagger's whole debut. Pack and Page. Was exciting, even though it's like not the most thrilling idea I think, or prospect. As, as, I think this is a very interesting topic because I think you, as a lot of people, and I, myself, I think I would be including this, he has got a mid-card stink about him. He has got, he is a reject WWE mid-carder. I don't think he has had, like when Cody went away, or when Cody was released, he also had that bit of a WWE mid-carder stink, but has leveled himself up to the point where now you put him on a paper, you're like, oh yeah, he's a legit main eventer. Hager hasn't really had that moment. He is still just, he's got that mid-card stink about him. And so when you now put him into a, in a main event position, and I do appreciate that the company are pushing people as, even if you are a former mm. WWE mid-carder, same with uh, Sean Spears. It's like, yeah, you were a lower mid-carder, but we're pushing you as an actual deal in this company. So it's a better presentation. And I think Sean Spears, the way they presented him, does feel like a much bigger deal than he was in WWE. So it would be interesting to see over the next few weeks how they present Hager and whether or not he can kind of remove that mid-card stink that he had attached to him because i mean we've sort of coined this term on this show as of late the forever mid card that was the wwe from 2006 to 2011 there is just a class in that five-year period that are the forever mid card mm. that never ascended they would be champion but always treated like the mid card and and unfortunately hager is one of those guys but then a lot of those people like you say got out of wwe and made their names elsewhere cody drew mcintyre Swagger isn't one of those people, unfortunately. So we'll we'll see where he does, what happens with him elsewhere. You've already said Pack goes two nil. They they really played up the wins losses records on this show. As soon as the bell rang for a match, they'd be like, that puts this person up to this amount of wins. Yeah, uh, puts them instead for this kind of title shot. And even in the main event, they were saying, well, if LAX beat the Young Bucks here, even though it's a six man tag, you'd expect LA. Keep calling them I know, it's hard, man. Santana and Ortiz to take their position in the tag team tournament. So we'll see what happens there as well. Uh, but also, we had some celebrity cameos. We did indeed. <laughs> from, my, from one of my like teenage heroes, Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes. You know, my teenage years, I was obsessed with the movies of Kevin Smith and, and the Viewers universe. So actually, it generally was a bit of a mark-out moment for me to see Kevin Smith there at ringside. And he got involved in an angle um, when Angelico and Jack Evans came out. So I almost cut a promo on him and tell him that Morris Day in the time sucks. And Private Party came out to kind of like to quell that and to, and to pass some beers around instead. 
because they'll be having a match next week no, as private, part of the tag tournament. Private Party are facing uh, Young Bucks <coughs> next week. And oh, Helico okay. and Jack Evans aren't in the tournament. Oh, right. Okay, so it's probably just to build something off the back of that. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Smith hid that his new film, the, the Jane Silent Bob reboot film, uh, stars Chris Jericho. Yeah. That was why, that was how they sort of tied it all in there. But yes, overall, you know, a very solid episode, I'd say. Have we got any super chats to... Well, we have. Do you want to? Do you want to? Do you want to give any sort of quick wrap-up thoughts of your highlights and your lowlights? I just gave. You gave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um, Jack Veeman says, "Are you making hot ones?" No, I, hot ones is a show on YouTube, and I've never seen it, so I don't know if they have a highlights, lowlights. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, Linara says, hmm, AEW 3 out of 5 for me, or 3.5 out of 5 for me. Could be interesting to see how the regular shows work out now and hope they haven't blown their loads too early. Mm. I mean, if you're getting it 3.5 out of 5, I hope you haven't thought that's their highs. Yes. <laughs> they, they peaked too soon at 3.5 out of 5. <laughs> they, they didn't have to do much to, like... That they just had to be consistent, like logical, and yeah. I, I felt like there were a lot of logic holes there. That was my yeah. that was my issue as well. Um, Power level media says Riho versus Nyla match was horrible. So many botches. There were a lot of botches, but to to their credit and to the crowd's credit as well, they they really were were supporting both women. They they did get the crowd back into the match, and after some of those botches, I thought, oh god, they've lost everyone now, but. That their work rate was so good that they got people back in. I think that's why I have a higher opinion of that match than some others would. So your point there is that I thought they would did very well when they did botch something. They didn't just repeat the spot. They would just work it into the ma- the story that they were telling into the match. It was like, mm. oh, Riho couldn't lift her up for that spot. Oh, fine, we'll just work this in. Nyla just laughs it off and be like, okay, well, let's carry on and do something else then. As opposed to being like, oh, well, let's just repeat the spot and then we'll do the other planned stuff that we've currently got. So I thought they did so well in getting the crowd back into the match because that STF spot, which wasn't a botch, just killed the crowd mm. during the ad break. Uh, Justin Todd says, Moxley versus Spears next week. Cannot wait. Yes, it'd be really exciting to see John Moxley actually wrestle a match as opposed to just brawl around the, the entire place. Indeed.